faith is simply given to us by God along with his grace and his mercy according to his plan and purpose. Welcome to Connections with Rich and Bobby. Hi, this is Rich, Rich Homeris. And I'm Bobby, Bobby Hamlin. We're talking over a new topic with Bible teacher and pastor Joe Jackowitz. It's looking at what the Bible has to say about so-called grace and works, two words you often hear in the Christian community and come across often in the Bible. Pastor Joe is the president of First Love Ministries and the pastor of Christ Bible Church in Pleasanton, California. Faith is simply given to us by God along with his grace and his mercy according to his plan and purpose. And because of that, he gets all the glory in the end. And because of that, nobody can say, well, I cooperated with God in saving me by exercising my free will, which is not free at all. As a sinner, man is totally depraved. There's another doctrine closely connected with total depravity and original sin. It's called total inability. The Bible says, can an Ethiopian change his skin or a leopard his spots? Neither can you who are accustomed to do evil change yourselves in the book of Jeremiah. It says in John chapter 1 that we were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man, but of God. So our salvation does not come to us because we have a will that is separate and untouched and unaffected and unpolluted from the rest of our intellectual and spiritual and human faculties, which are all under the domain of original sin. No, the will is just as enslaved to sin as our minds and our hearts and our judgment, our reason, our intellectual and emotional faculties. Sin has affected every single part of a human being. You cannot separate out the will of man and and say the will of man has been left untouched by sin. Original sin has affected every part of man's being, including his will. So he only desires to live for himself and his will is driven and affected by his sinful nature. And the choices he makes, although he may do good things here and there and do good deeds, yet in his nature, in his heart, in his will, in his affections, he is enslaved to sin. So his motives and his choices are always for the wrong reasons because his nature is selfish and his ego desires to be the focus to be on him rather than on God instead of altruistic motives for the glory of God alone. The next logical question someone would ask, I think, they would say, Joe, if our will is enslaved to our nature and faith is a gift of God and faith comes from God, the next logical question a person will ask is where does a person get that faith? How do they get the faith? Well, the Bible tells us that whatever we lack, we go to God for it. Now, I would hasten to add that we don't pray for faith first. We, we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And while we are believing in him, if we find that we come up short 
in the area of faith, we need to remember that the Bible says even the faith of a mustard seed, even the smallest faith will say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and it will be done. In other words, the smallest faith can do the greatest miracles, as it were, or the biggest things. And so an unsaved person who's seeking should not examine his faith and allow his faith to be the criteria before he begins to trust in the Lord and call upon the Lord for salvation. Because if we look within ourselves, we'll always see weakness. We'll always see a need for more faith. And remember, our own level of faith and our own inner strength or lack thereof is not the criteria. It is not the thing that we're to be looking at in terms of whether we qualify for salvation. We need to look to the Lord Jesus Christ in faith. He alone can save us. Salvation is of the Lord. Therefore, we take our eyes off of our faith, however weak it is, and with the smallest faith you may have, you go to the Lord and trust Him. Don't examine your faith because you can end up committing a big, big mistake, and that is you will end up looking at yourself and your faith rather than looking to Christ and believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that's a good point because there are many that um, sometimes look at their own faith and their ways that they've failed, and they start to doubt their salvation, but yet we're to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and to lean on to our own understandings, and that uh, that's a good point that you make, that... Uh, you know, we're to keep our eyes on the Lord and not on ourselves. Right. And with the smallest faith, we go to the Lord, not looking at our faith, but just trusting him with the faith he has given us. Even if we have small faith, God has given us that small faith. And with it, whatever level it may be, small, medium, or large, we go to the Lord and we just believe in the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation. Yes, as the jailer at Philippi was told in Acts 16, verse 31, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. What an unbelievable blessing. And we'll return to our talk with Pastor Joe, Joe Jackowitz, in just a moment. So do stay with us. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to connect with you. You can go to our website at Connections with Rich and Bobby. That's all one word, and Bobby is spelled with an I, dot com. You'll find all of our podcasts there, along with our contact information. Also, you can connect with us on social media by friending us on Facebook, post on Instagram, tweet us on Twitter, or tune us in on Pandora. Now let's return to our talk with Pastor Joe as we continue looking at grace and works. Another important thing that can strengthen faith is reading and meditating on the scriptures. The Bible says in Romans 10, 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Or we can say it another way. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. We can also read the word of God, meditate on the word of God. There's a close connection between reading the word, meditating on the scriptures, and believing in what we read with the increase of faith. We also read in 1 Peter 2, 2, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So the word of God enables us to grow in our faith and as believers or as unsaved people, 
we grow and develop more and more faith as we read the scriptures and look to Christ for salvation. Right. And the Bible itself tells us that the Word of God is a tool that God uses to open our eyes, right? Like you're just saying, Joe, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Uh, we've shared about this before. As as you get into the Word and read it, then you you could be, if you're truly searching from your heart for the truth, that God uses His Word as a tool to open your spiritual eyes. And suddenly, you realize he puts that realization into you that what you're reading is truth and so um, that's a way that your faith can grow as he opens your eyes and opens those realizations to you absolutely correct according to the bible faith is essential to christianity without demonstrating faith and exercising faith trusting in god we have no place with the lord we're not accepted by the lord so we believe that god exists and we believe that he is a rewarder of those that seek him, that pray, that trust him. God has never, in 6,000 years of Earth's history, in 6,000 years of having dealings with people, men, women, boys, and girls, God has never lied. He has never broken a promise. He's always been true to his nature. He cannot deny himself. He is perfect in righteousness, perfect in truth perfect in holiness. He has never told a lie. There is no sin in God. And so we can trust him. We, we, he is trustworthy. And so we have to just believe what he says in the Bible without seeing him, without hearing him, without looking for evidence or miracles. Most people have a vague disjointed notion of God, but lack the reverence necessary for God's glory, for his exalted position in their lives. And these people very often lack the true faith needed to have a saving relationship with him. Our faith can falter at times, but because it's the gift of God given to his children, given to those who seek him, he provides times of trial and testing in order to grow our faith, in order to prove that our faith is real and to sharpen our faith and to strengthen our faith. This is why James tells us to consider it joy when we fall into various trials, because the testing of our faith produces perseverance and matures us, providing the evidence that our faith is real. And so if you lack faith and if you're struggling and confused, the same book of James tells us if anyone lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and upbraideth not, but let him ask in faith. And so whatever you need, whether it's more faith, more knowledge about how to exercise faith, or whatever you're lacking, Jesus Christ will fill in what is lacking in you. You just go to Christ and tell him that he knows all about your need and to, to supply what you need in, in, in terms of your knowledge and understanding of salvation and just trust him to save you well that's wonderful guidance pastor joe if we've done a lot of bible studies or if we've gone to church a lot we're used to hearing that word works but a non-believer or a new believer could wonder what does that mean by works is that talking about what i do for work or is it saying not by how hard i work at my job like, could you explain exactly what it means by works? Sure. Ephesians 2 mentions twice in verses 8 and 9 that salvation is not of yourselves. It is not of works. 
So grace and salvation, for that matter, does not originate within ourselves. It is not of works. So God says both internally and externally, salvation and grace does not proceed by something inside of you or something you do. So works is something you do. Works is something you do. And we read in the scripture that God who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace in 2 Timothy 1, 8 and 9. Also in Romans 11, we read, even so then at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. And so there's a, there's a complete opposite meaning and contradiction between grace and works. If you and I seek to be saved by anything in and of ourselves or by the works of our hands, then it cannot be by grace. Salvation will not come from God. It's either we save ourselves or God saves us. We, there's no overlap. It's not a little bit of us and mostly of God or a little bit of God or mostly of us. It has to be that is salvation completely of God. As Jonah says, salvation is of the Lord. It cannot be of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. interesting discussion about God's grace and our works. And we'll be continuing our talk with Pastor Joe, Joe Jackowitz, on our next program. So be sure to join us then and invite others to tune in as well. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to have you subscribe to our podcast. It's free on this platform or any of the others like iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Also, if you've missed a program or would like to hear the current one once again or invite others to listen, just go to our website at Connections with Rich and Bobby, all one word and Bobby spelt with an I, dot com. That's Connections with Rich and Bobby, dot com. And finally, you can connect with us on social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So do take a moment to let us know about you. This is Connections, connecting with one another as Romans 1 verse 12 says, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. So thank you for listening, and remember, tell others and spread the word, God's word. And don't forget to join us next time on Connections with Rich and Bobby. Bobby.